Welcome sure. back, Inebriate. This is Andy of the Inebriate Podcast. As always, um, today, because of the internet, um, we're going to go overseas uh, to... You're in France right now, right? right At now? the moment, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're joined by Edouard Groot. Groot? <laughs> That's perfect, yes. All right. Groot. Um, <laughs> Groot. All right. I'll, I'll work on that. Um, so I came across you completely randomly. Um one of my Facebook acquaintances, I wouldn't even say a friend shared a series of paintings that I was checking. I it might've been like reshared from someone else's page. It was very random that I saw these mm-hmm. and they were paintings of stormtroopers. Yes. But more like, I don't want to say day in the life, but more kind of candid. So it was like stormtroopers receiving medical attention or mm-hmm. like, being in different like military type scenes and what caught my attention i'm like oh i wonder if he like used actual photos of military operations to kind of inspire or lay these out and i'm like well, i'll just see if i can get him on the show and i'll just flat out ask him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, i uh, i do work uh, as a freelancer for uh, for historical books and uh, and magazines uh, in France or for the English press, uh, and I used to collect a huge amount of pictures of uh, what I called World Wars uh, and uh, World War Two, First World War, of course recent conflicts in uh, in the recent uh, theater of wars, and uh, I want to. Since a kid, I always have like an interest for the for the Empire and Star Wars. Uh, I was very like. Uh, in, in the in a new hope, you have this moment when two soldiers are chatting together. Well, Obi Wan Kenobi is a, is a jamming the, the Death Star, and then one of them is asking, "Do you know what what's 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 going on?" And the other one says, "Well, it's a drill." You know, and just just for this small second, we have like two troopers in a massive machine of the military uh, of the Empire military uh, um, immensity that are, are just yeah wondering what's happening. They're not like all the time knowing what what's going on. They're like. Yeah, just simple grunts, simple troopers, like um, in duties. And since a kid growing up, I always have like an interest of what is it to be a stormtrooper in the empire? Uh, do they have to uh, follow? Do they have to be enrolled because they are volunteer or like a conscript? Uh, conscript? Conscript? Conscription? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, so on, so on. And as a kid, now I'm an, I'm an adult. I am able to do images that I couldn't do as a kid. Uh, and yeah, recent. Uh, Recently, like uh, during Chris, um, before Christmas last year, I just have to do some uh, uh, study sketches as concept artists does. Sometimes, like to get uh, realistic images, we pick a picture and we 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 try to uh, capture with eyes the colors of the picture and reproduce the picture. And say, so say, why not those soldiers there could be turned as stormtroopers just to have like a bit more fun to making mm-hmm. the picture, or practicing, and then from that idea. Uh, from that idea, I went uh, on on like okay, so let's have an inspiration from that picture. Let's mix two pictures together, and so on. So on, I created my own scenes, and a lot of scenes were like soldiers doing duties, eating, sleeping, patrolling, not being in the action, just because in in, war, in first world war, world war two, uh, after battles you have like uh, the wait before a battle. You have be- being bored because the front is blocked for months. So yeah, soldiers. Doing things and uh, yeah, I, I just want to explore this side of the Imperial life that we don't see in the movies and series, because of course we are focused on the heroes and the actions, 
but uh, yeah, what happened between the scenes after the hero escaped? What happened in the scene before an attack there? Uh, so yeah, I've got. Uh, I wanted you to, to explore that uh, as in as a documentary style. Mm -hmm. Some pictures I posted recently, there are more action there because, of course, when you listen to the music of John Williams in your headphones and when I'm listening to the movies, because I, I watch so many times the movie that now I have all the pictures in my head right. and I just need to listen to the movie that to, uh, to enjoy uh, the, 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 the Star Wars spirit. And then, yeah, I'm painting the scenes and then I, go, I do action scenes. But sometimes when I feel like more relaxed, I just want to make like troopers doing simple stuff, not in a way to make them looking gentle and the empire is a, is a brutal war machines they have like a, a very metal um, me mechanic way of thinking the emperor is a dark side uh but yeah like have have a having a look of what it is in the other side of the story right like everybody's got downtime and it, yeah it's, it's funny you made me think of um like almost still star wars but kind of a little polar opposite is the um family guy episode <laughs> and there's that scene in, in um, the original Star Wars where the, the Death Star goes off and there's like two guys standing on like this platform for like weirdly close to the ray. And <laughs> in Family Guy, they're like, oh, well, you know, I asked him and, you know, to put in a railing and they said no. And the other guy's like, why? Why wouldn't they put in a railing? Oh, they said we'd lean on it, you know, and it's like <laughs> it's it's like. I liked it because it, it puts like that kind of realistic. Um, uh, have you watched any of um, the Orville? Oh, no, sadly not. Oh, it's uh, it's like Star Trek, but with real people like they kind of joke around with each other and they're not all right. You know, they're not perfect people. And I, I thought it was going to be a lot funnier than it is. Like it's it's solid Star Trek type stories. But OK, it's just like the people in it are more like going through real problems like they're having relationship problems and they're <laughs> you know one likes to drink a little too much and i'm just like wow this is like more accurate to how star you know because star trek is so you know everyone's so perfect and no one has problems yeah and, yes. you know um so I, I i like that idea of kind of like shining a realistic light on kind of the the, the the personal life of a stormtrooper or sure. someone in Star Trek, um, but I was poking around on your um, your Facebook page and you do. It seems like you do like historic types things or yes. futuristic, um, which both <laughs> interest me and kind of have some overlap, I suppose. But um, you have like lots of paintings of of, of old sailing vessels and I, yeah, I love lots the. Uh... The, the ships from the 15th to the eight and the late 18th century uh like i, I my mom is from the dominican republic as mm -hmm. a kid i've always grown up with stories of sir francis drake attacking hispaniola spanish galleons being attacked by pirates so uh, sailing stuff in uh, sailing ships tall ships frigates uh, or ship of the lines it's a huge part of my uh, artistic uh, pleasure uh i have always a moment in the year where i have to do uh, ships like that in my sketchbooks or uh, or in painting or in animation. Do you carry over some of the same traits on those when you're doing like spaceships and, you know? Well, they're both similar stuff, you know, a crew with a, with a hierarchy going across like um, dangerous, uh, dangerous territories, yeah, Atlantic, space, mm -hmm. and inside life, uh, yeah, decisions can decide the, the fate of the ship. 
taking uh, yeah stopping by planets stopping by some uh, unknown islands it's very related you know star, star wars could be transported like into uh, 18th century fantasy uh, story it could be the same we have the lightsabers fighting so sword fightings we have like a massive battleships uh, firing each other so that's a battle like trafalgar between uh, between uh, the ship of the lines so both of them it's the structure could be it is the same so <laughs> yeah no for for sure and it, it's like i always I, i'm not sure how familiar you are with um adam savage uh, adam savage the mythbusters oh i i saw some episodes of mythbusters yes uh, about we, the but not all of them oh he's he's a you know long time professional model builder and worked for ilm mm -hmm. and he talks about how his favorite thing to do is to kind of take like a clean model and then dirty it up because like yes. that tells the story and like yes how, how do you convey the story in a painting in a, in a way mm -hmm. um sorry say again uh, so how how do you try to convey the story like if you're just painting a spaceship in space yeah. like, like oh what do, uh, what do you add to it to, to like convey the story well, depending on the background of these uh, spaceships, if it's a, uh, it's a spaceship from Earth, from like a near future, mm -hmm. then I need to give it a look, uh, a bit like the, the spaceship's design in uh, in The Expanse. I think The Expanse captured the, the exactly um, logical way how uh, how spaceships in the future could be designed. Uh, if it's like space opera, then I have more liberty to create something more crazy. Uh, but it's very complicated to make space opera because uh, a lot of amazing spaceship design have been discovered. As I, I like to say, Star Wars have its own design. Star Trek have its, its design. Uh, Homeworld, the video game, have amazing designs as well that are kind of unique. Uh, the Expense managed to find their own design that is cutting from Star Wars. You cannot, you cannot mix uh, spaceships from The Expense to Star Wars. Uh, you cannot mix it with, uh, with uh, Star Trek. So uh, yeah, um, when I'm when I'm doing like a, uh, spaceships, I try to stay. I, I try to keep on the one like on, on Earth, Earth, modern Earth design. But I I'm not that much trying to make to create a space opera stuff. If I want to go space opera, I do I do my nerd and I do Star Wars uh, scenes. It, where do you find the inspiration? Is it like you're you know you're kind of like around the house and you look at a can opener just the right way and you go oh that oh. could be a spaceship like where do you kind of <laughs> pull those shapes yeah from? i know some artists like are finding the most random objects around them and turning them into sp uh, spaceships uh for me i try to think the the function of the ship it is a uh, attack ship so it has to be small uh with a big engines to to, to speed and with some few weapons to be able to intercept or, or make a blockade. If it's transport ship, then it's going to be something huge because you have to carry a lot of things. There's no weight in space, technically, when they're like the carrying, the ship design can be like very ugly. It doesn't matter. There's no sense, sense of uh, hydro, uh, uh, air dynamics in space. So it could take the most uh, crazy shapes, except if the ship has to go into uh, uh, atmosphere, like landing on a planet, then you have to rethink the, sh the design of your ship. So mm -hmm. for me, the function makes the design. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that, like, because one of my recent favorite ships is Serenity from Firefly. Oh, yeah, beautiful. It's a gorgeous ship, but, but like... It's, it's, I, look, I find it very ugly, but 
it's like the Millennium Falcon. It's it's ugliness makes it makes it beauty for me. Right. But I also look at it and go, there's no way that would fly. In <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I'm like, that just makes no sense. Yeah, except if well, if you want something like that flying in the atmosphere, then you need excellent shield to protect the entrance in the atmosphere, and you need extra powerful uh, rip, uh, anti-grav systems to yeah. make these heavy objects staying in the air. Like You need crazy uh, repulsors. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I love it, but it's just one of those like that, that, that makes no sense. But do you, do you have like, what, what's your favorite ship that you love to work on or, or, or just, Oh, uh, from like a, a franchise or, or my own. Uh, I would say it's from a franchise. So we can kind of get like a frame of reference. Uh, definitely. Uh, uh, Star Destroyers. Really? Yeah. I, I found them. It's, uh, it almost makes sense. They have a, a huge, uh, a, a huge default is like the back of the ship, the the, the reactor system. It's a massive call for at, for a behind attack, but those uh, those starships reminds me a lot the concept of the the ship of the line of the 18th century, massively armored in the size, mm-hmm. uh, a, a crew, a massive crew to uh, with soldiers inside, uh, able to make some landing troops, some uh, escorting, some carrying some massive battles, but the rear. Of uh, ship of the line of the 18th, 19th century is like where the captain's uh, captain's quarters are, and is the weakest point of a ship. And I think in Star Wars, like they they have the same structure. The the back of the star destroyers are the weakest point, and uh, he's like, yeah, it's the Empire's design, you know, just a spear. You see the shape in the, in the, in uh, in the in, from the from the ground of the planet. You see this shape in the atmosphere above you. That's it. The Empire is there. You will, soon you will hear the roar of the TIE fighters deploying and transport, like uh, the, dropping troops on the, on the floor. It's, it's like a very um, a mighty impression. When... <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. Because I always the thing that always kind of struck me was kind of how it constantly scaled up. Like in the first, I'm going to say first because episode four is still the first one, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> you have the star destroyer and you're like, Oh my God, that thing's immense. And then is it in the second one where it crashes into a super star destroyer? Oh yeah. Well, and you're like, Oh my God, that's so much bigger. And then <laughs> yeah. in return of the Jedi, you see the super star destroyer crash into the death star and you don't even see uh. the curvature, you know? It, yeah. Yeah. It really puts everything into the, this crazy scale of really how big these things were. Mm. That's or, a sense of scale. It's supposed Wars, like, to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really liked uh, the sense of scale that we can we can feel like uh, the the fault million falcon entering inside Death Star, and you see the towers and this massive trench of the equatorial system of the Death Star, like it's just huge. And just by by painting, like yeah, uh, yeah a matte painting, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I, I still believe it when I see that. And uh, and so many scenes that are like painted that uh, the anger of the Rebel One in the Return of the Jedi when they're boarding inside the the, the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the hangar, it's painting. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, and I mean, Han Solo one she did for the last time. For the last time, the million Falcon and say, "Yeah, I have a fear. I'm, I have a bad feeling that I'm going to." Is the last time I see it, and it's the painting. God damn it, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean those movies changed, you know, cinema art in so many different ways. Oof. You know? um, um, and I, I feel like in some ways the modern version of that. Because I mean, like ILM came out of that Skywalker sound. Yeah, there's all the Lord of the Rings movies, kind of in. in oh yeah, I think the Lord know? of the Rings is in the same same dynamic of yeah 
changing the rule of cinema to make new things. So did you go to traditional art school? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I have the very uh, old school curriculum vitae, if I can say. I went in Paris for two years in a prep school there where I, I stopped to be uh, <laughs> a school drawer. And I, I changed my, my mentality because I was doing a lot of Star Wars stuff as a kid, you know, mm -hmm. like fan drawings uh, before the concept of fan art was invented. Uh, and then there, they, they teach me, no, stop doing Star Wars, stop doing some troopers, stop doing uh, Skywalker stuff. Just do you. Do uh, pay, uh, Invent your own stuff, create your own universe, make yourself, make the Edward inside you, be the creatives, and not anymore taking something, someone else's stuff. And that was super helpful. Uh, very, uh, I needed to be slapped in the face and realize that, no, uh, I want to create, from, I have ideas, and I want to put them on paper and painting. Yeah. Um, and then I went three years in Saint Luc of uh, of Brussels in Belgium, uh, for in an illustration school where I the school was not the best one, but the most important things in those schools where I met important people. Uh, thanks to some some pals there, I could uh, see a, a small conference of this uh, French concept artist uh, uh, named uh, named Black, Black Frog. Black Your, Frog. Yeah. No. He, it's uh, he he worked for X Men for Harry Potter as uh, and he did uh, uh, tons of uh, magic card and he did so much uh, after, and this guy just arrived with his laptop, his graphic tablet, and painted on Photoshop in front of us. I was jaw dropped because I was just traditional at the at the moment. I was sketching with pens and pencils. Mm -hmm. I saw Black Frog talking about his job, and I say, and I yeah realized I want to do that. I want yeah. to be like this guy because he was looking so cool, a black beard, a black dress. <laughs> he has this personality that sparkles, you know, and uh, his work was amazing. And I said, yeah, I want to be like you. I want to be a concept artist. And then so on, dad, mom, can you give me a lot of money to buy a laptop and a graphic tablet? That's for work. Yes, yes, that's for work. That's for studies. Yeah. And then yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then and it, it's really the direction that things are moving in. Uh, my youngest uh, is headed to, to uh, you'd say university, correct? Yeah. Um, this fall. And uh, they do so much work on a tablet. And that's yeah. just, it's just how it's going, you know? And it's... It's the future. It is. And it, it's so funny for... I find there's still people that be like, oh, well, I paint for real. And I'd be like, well, it is just because there's not a canvas doesn't mean it's not real, but it's this weird kind of gatekeeping to art where they almost don't want technology in it. But at the same point, art's always been kind of about pushing boundaries and finding new ways to yeah. do things, I think. So art evolves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went to a museum in in, uh, in south of France, uh, the, the Museum of Matisse, and there were an exposition of this uh, British uh, um, painter named David Ockney. David Ockney is painting now with iPad. This yep. guy was working, uh, has a, it's a huge career behind me. He's, he's an 80 years old, I guess, uh, old man now work, living in Normandy, and uh, he always worked uh, as, as a traditional painter, a lot of paintings, but now... He takes an iPad and does and does his painting on iPad. Those paintings were exposed, and I think for many artists that have that have painting on their iPads because a computer is, is super expensive, while tablets are more affordable. It's yep. a good invest, and then it goes on uh, with Procreate or Photoshop or whatever. Yet young guy, young people can start their career on iPad because it, it's a it's a way like many others to be creative. And do not waste your time waiting. The oil gets dry because oil getting dry, 
it's six years. Yeah. And the funny part is, is like, yeah, it is expensive, but it's kind of a one-time cost, you know, yeah. where, where if you're doing oils, you're constantly having to buy new oils or, or turpentine yes, or brushes uh, or canvas. canvas. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I paint with oils. I, my, my last year of studies, I was doing a master in painting because I knew I want, I, it was, it was going to be my last uh, month, my last year painting traditionally, because after that, I'll be doing digital paintings and it happens before I've, before passing my exams and having my diploma of master that I never had because I was contacted by a video game company in Oxford. They asked me if I want to be a concert artist for them doing zombies and, and uh, Warwatch stuff. So, yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, I dropped, the, I, I dropped the oil, I dropped the, the brushes and I, and I yeah, went there to uh, do uh, even now years and years of digital paintings. And it was not, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, do you find when you're explaining to people who maybe not as informed about the industry or art or whatnot, when you're telling them you're doing concept art and paintings for things like video games, do they seem confused? Do they seem to kind of understand what it's about? Or a, some people can have an, an idea. Well, mostly gamers have an idea of what a concept artist is. Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, for other people, I'll say I'm doing ludic art. And when and but this is why I always have my phone on me. It's not because I'm using my phone all the time to need messages. It's just like I have Instagram there, and Instagram allows me to show them a gallery of what I do, and mm -hmm. they understand in a blink of the eye what is concept artist. You know, I show characters, landscapes, vehicles, and that's it. They got they have an idea, and they say like, oh, that that's that's a, that's a photography. Oh, no, no, no. There's no spaceships like that in real life. It's a painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, is, is there like a franchise that you, I mean, obviously you're, you seem to like star Wars, but is there yeah. another franchise that you, you'd like to work on at some point? Oof, uh, I'm a deep nerd. If I, I have to, when I have free time, because those star Wars paintings I did is because I had like a, a moment of free uh, of Liberty uh, mm -hmm. between my main jobs and freelance. I do, uh, this one was, uh, yeah, really a, a bubble of, of Liberty as I like to think it. Uh, but I, if I was listening myself, I would do a uh, fan art of Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park? I insist on park. <laughs> oh, uh, not Jurassic I've, World? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to, I don't want to rent it. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, yeah, I have so many licenses that I love so much that I, I have to pick the one that uh, is, that means a lot. You know, it, it has been, it has been years. I've, I was not doing Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I just want to have like this moment of um, being in a galaxy far, far away, uh, because in my private life I have I faced some difficulties in this year. Nothing major, but uh, it was not like pink all at all every day. So yeah, when when you finish working and uh, you want to escape your reality, then I make this bubble and I jump in it, and that's it. I'm I'm in the other galaxy and I'm painting stormtroopers that aim correctly. That are soldiers that <laughs> aim correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of that's kind of I think how everyone kind of gets started in art. It's it's very much escapism. It kind of yes. allows you know you're the master of your domain and you get to do what yes. you want when you want. Um, it's very personal. You know, you you do art because you want to have fun. Mm -hmm. It's it's a question like you just. I'm not. I'm not much thinking about having uh, like uh, as a work, you know, it's a work, but it's fun as well. 
uh, and when the fun is completely fun, then yeah, it's 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 a it's a wonderful way to uh, and painting or writing like people doing fan fictions because there's yeah. like excellent people writing excellent fan fictions about universe um, such Harry Potter. Oh, I was such a nerd of Harry Potter when I was in my teenage drawings of Harry Potter have thousands of them. <gasps> Even people, the, people, the, people love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it, but I was on the wrong age. I think. <sighs> yeah, that's the that's the problem. I have, I'm still the 16 years old uh, boy in my head. Yeah, well, that's well, um, that's why I love Lord of the Rings so much. Like that was. Oh yeah, yeah. I grew up on like the uh, Rankin Bass cartoon versions of it. Um, <laughs> that like at the time that was the best thing ever. Looking back now, I'm like, I mean, it's so I, I like it. <laughs> But uh, when the movies came out, I mean, I was just absolute. I can remember it's in the opening scene where Gandalf's yes. coming up the path, oh, yes. and um, uh, Frodo jumps into yeah. his arms, and my brain was just like, couldn't. <gasps> I was so sucked in because I couldn't wrap my brain around how they made Elijah Wood so small. Like I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, <laughs> But just I've been fascinated with that series for so long and I've watched every documentary I can find and you know yes. who, who the 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 artists were who inspired it and and you know anything about what a workshops I watch because it's just so fascinating yeah. about how amazing of a job they did to make this really all-encompassing world that seems so real. Yeah, uh, it's a blast. It was a massive blast. Uh yeah, me too. I when I when I have to do Nights, anything related to medieval times or even Renaissance time for my work, then uh, the long version of the trilogy. I, yeah. I'm sure to have like an entire day in in the fantasy world with the souls uh, fighting and the heroes and beautiful music, and that's oh, it. Yeah. At the end of the day, I finished my painting of knights. Up, over, <laughs> et voilà. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because this, this is a great question that someone asked me one time, and I think it's a really really good question. Hollywood is so known for, you know, they have another Lord of the Rings series coming out for um, Amazon Prime and a Game of Thrones, and they love to rehash the successes. But what is a property that might not have been a success that you think deserves a relaunch? I'll, I'll tell you mine is uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Booker of Bansai? Sorry, the term is... Uh... Uh, so it was a movie that came out in the 1980s. Uh, it was called Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, oh, crap. There's, a, there's more to the title. But it was set up to be like kind of a series of movies. And he was um, sort of like a Tony Stark, like the super genius that had a rock mm -hmm. band. And like he fought aliens. And it's a really not good movie, but the premise... Like it just didn't have the budget. It's uh, it played by the same guy that uh, Peter Weller, who played RoboCop. Okay. And um, so you should definitely check it out because it's yeah kind sure. of low budget and not bad, but you could see it deserves a relaunch. They could rework it, modernize it, and it's just the fact that like he was uh, you know a rock star slash mm -hmm. you know super scientist and yes, um, Jeff Goldblum's in it. Oh, um, awesome uh oh who else is in it um jonathan lithgow so it's got a huge cast in it yeah, but it just yeah. it just fell short and um so well, i'd love to see a relaunch is there one that you think that 
that has some love for you that you think didn't really quite make it that should be relaunched again? Well, I think we saw an excellent sample that goes that went well. We had uh, Dune. Dune, of, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And we have an excellent new version of it. Yeah. With uh, a new touch, a new way to understand the universe. Uh, I'll say, yeah, Dune was... I was not into Dune before watching Dune. I had with Dune what happened to me with Lord of the Rings. Before Lord of the Rings, I was not too much into medieval fantasy. For me, it was just Warcraft 2 on my PC, and that's it. Then after Lord of the Rings, bam, I jump into what is an orc, what's a goblin, and with Dune, what is a Benedict What is the world of Dune, the Imperium? I, I found a lot of stuff coming from Warhammer 40,000, well, Warhammer 40,000, even yeah. Star Wars with Tatooine, of course. Uh, I, I saw Dune as the, not the first book, but one of the, one of the major pieces of the legend that makes all the franchise uh, successful. So I got high, hugely interested in Dune and I bought the books and I explored the universe. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 catching back the <laughs> I'm I'm late with Dune, and I'm catching back the time. So, so now th- now are you feeling that inspiration to to paint from Dune? Well, I'm not as uh, I won't dare because if I paint Star Wars, it's because I I, fi- I I do believe I have enough uh, knowledge of the lore to mm-hmm. take liberties with the lore. Like if I a small parenthesis, I integrated uh, um, some non, non-human troops in my cons- in my in my, my fan arts, uh, with stormtroopers. Uh, there is this idea of the empire being xenophobic, but even as a kid, I wa- that was not working for me because I saw the empire as uh, the Rome, the antique Rome, a fallen republic take over by a general, and uh, and then that turning into an empire, an empire that has to rule. Uh, the Mediterranean Sea, so it's like a galaxy of different people with different culture. The Roman army is legionaries from the from the from the, from the Latium, Italia, but as they have weakness in these massive troops of infantry, of heavy infantry, they need to recruit auxiliaries that join the Roman army more and more as the uh, the empire expanded. And uh, and like yeah, the an empire in Star Wars destroy Alderaan. And as Rome destroyed Carthage, you know, in the in North Africa, so mm-hmm. and destroyed the city, so the, the 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 civilization of Carthage is gone, and the empire took over the territories of Carthage and becoming even more powerful. So yeah, the similarities for me makes that in the universe of Star Wars, the concept of xenophobia and racism cannot be that much applied. And as we never see some troopers without the helmet, and there is so many human races and humanoid races with difference with small color skin of difference that for me. It was completely logical to not have them in majority, but like some volunteers or recruited or, mm-hmm. or like, yeah, or obligation or propaganda, you know, as, a, as an imperial machine that goes, out, that goes for 30 years of domi- domination in the galaxy. For me, it just makes sense that there is non-human troops, perhaps not as officers, because of course it's, a, it's a, like, yeah, it's, it's a tyranny. So the, to get uh, higher, higher levels, you get to be part of like a, a form of an elite. As uh, as the officers are the elite of the Roman uh, the the, Roman, the Empire machine, but troopers for me I see them like just being until lieutenant or captain and no 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 more. So yeah, so that's the parenthesis I made. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. laughs> I went right. in it, um, and that was for. Uh, <laughs> myself sorry <laughs> no no worries man uh well let me let me ask you that obviously oh, you have a real interest in history in general yeah i put a lot of history in my work because for me 
fantasy come from reality. I mean, the reality make uh, the things looking normal, mm-hmm. and adding some, some a touch of magic breaks everything and makes the uh, makes fantasy more sparkling. The Pirates of the Caribbean, like the, the main characters, are starting the journey in a in, in a normal ship, going to Port Royal, and then magic happens because there's pirate ships from uh, from a, uh, like the, the black pearl is looking yep. like a dutch flute it's a, a authentic looking 17th century uh, ship that is now magic because of the sails are all ripped um there's like smoke around undead inside and then uh, yeah and as the um, the flying dutchman as well it's a wonderful ship looking like the the the, the vasa from the um, the sweden navy that sunk at the first day and but the decoration of the ship is beautiful and the the division ship is looking authentic with this exactly uh, amount of touch that makes it fantastic. I mean, uh, out of reality. Yeah. And for me, that's that's the core. Uh, it's. I think we find that in this in in every corner. Like George Lucas is making things old in Star Wars to make looking real, but mm-hmm. it's in, but it's uh, but uh, yeah, but you have spaceship. In the Lord of the Rings, the suits of the orcs and the suits of the humans are clearly from historical base in the helmets of the Gondor. It's right. from Greek and um, and uh, Oriental uh, the Orientals looking like for uh, like uh, uh, armies from the Maghreb. Uh, the elves, well, the elves are artistically different, but uh, they're not from historical side. It's more from nature side yeah. or artistic side. You, you see a lot of uh, Art Nouveau motifs in the armors, mm-hmm. or even a touch of Art Deco for the dwarves. Uh, the yeah. dwarves uh, structures are decor with with br- brutalism and art deco joined together. So yeah, um, the the team working for the the art side of the Lord of the Rings, uh, they opened their books, they picked why they find the most beautiful, and they made a soup to create this massive uh, brew that was uh, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and, and it's when they do that sort of thing, they they add that. I think that's what really adds the realism to it is that yes, they take it from existing things and. Um, you know, and in they kind of like you, you, you said it perfectly. Where like the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean is very realistic, and then yes. as like each thing goes, and then they go to the, you know, the the pirate city that's all these sh- like sunken ships that are connected together, and yeah, you know, it, it, it's it. You kind of start. You can't get to that end point unless you kind of start kind of grounding it and making it so people can kind of relate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, I think my favorite thing about the Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, is that it's the exact opposite of what you would think of a pirate story. Yes. Instead of finding a treasure, it's putting the treasure back. It, yeah, it's it's simple like that, but it's working. Yeah. I mean, the, the last pirate movie that was like a mass for me was a hit. When I was a kid, I thought this movie was the perfect pirate movie. It's Cutthroat Island with Gina Davis. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that one. I know oh, of it. It's yeah. the classic. It's all the, all the rule books to make a pirate story. You know, a good pirate, because you have to, the, the pirates are the heroes, but they're still a big, the, the gray pirates. And then you have like the very dark, dark pirates of the Hunkles. You have the Royal Navy. You have an island to find with pieces, a piece of different maps to, to, uh, to, 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 to assemble. Then you find a treasure. Once you find a treasure, you have to defend it. So massive battle at the end. And the music is absolutely amazing. Amazing soundtrack in this movie. And for me, as a kid, that was a perfect one. I was expecting the same with the new Pirate of the Caribbean. Um, yeah, with Pirate of the Caribbean of Disney. Is mm, that going to be the same? No, it was not. And it was even, it was different. At the first view, I was, is that movie 
was I satisfied after this movie? And then I watched again and again and again, and, and even like it was the first time of like Torrent, so the first years of Torrent. So I, I downloaded Torrent in French Canadian. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, and I watched again. Uh, and yeah, I was convinced by the story. And I, yeah, completely, uh, yeah. It's funny that you said that you watched it again and again, because I found that with um, Fifth Element. Like, I remember the first oh. advertisement I saw for it. They're like, oh, it's the Star Wars of a new age. And I watched them like, what was that piece of crap that I just <laughs> watched? And it's because I was going in expecting Star Wars. And then like years later, I sat down and watched it again. And I'm like, whoa, this is really good. And like, it, yeah, it's, it's just like, then I started watching more and more. And I'm like, there's so much good in this. And it was yes. just because I went in going, expecting something different. Yeah. Some, sometimes like we, we, we can be our worst enemies when we are uh, expecting to watch a movie. This, I'm not anymore watching trailers now. It's, it's done. Uh, trailers for me are separate movies. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you, when I'm watching like the, I, I, I avoid to watch like, for example, the trailer for Rogue One, mm -hmm. and hopefully because a lot of scenes in the trailer of Rogue One were not in the final movie, in the final cut, and then when you see a trailer, you're expecting to see the. It's when you're watching the movie after a trailer, I, I, you can be like trapped in the in the, in the process of, like, okay, so the movie is not is not finished yet because uh, there is that scene I saw yep. in the trailer that I've not been haven't been shown yet, so. Yeah, you're you're like, and then the scene in the trailer is just like one second. It's like it's made for the trailer and not not for the movie. So yeah, you can be trapped in just want to see a longer version of the trailer, but not the movie itself. And and I've just my thing is I feel like now and I'm I'm super bad. Like I watch these all the time, and it's it's a, a sign of our times. Is you know when I, when I was a kid, the trailer would come on TV, and that's the only yes. time you saw it. Yes, you can go back and watch it again. Now you can go back and watch it again and again and again and again and again. And then you can watch <laughs> nine different people on YouTube break down all these little <laughs> details that they saw. You can end up ruining the movie for yourself because all the good unfolding things are already unfolded because someone spent 90 hours watching the trailer and yeah, yes, broke down yeah. every possibility. And you're like, oh, yeah, OK, that's the part where this happens. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I. I I have to try to shut that off because I think that's hurting my enjoyment of movies. It's complicated. How could you es escape trailers? Because even before watching a, a video on YouTube, bam, you have a trailers in the in the ads before mm -hmm. watching the video. So it's it's very complicated to escape that. Uh, well, let me ask you an unrelated question. But I've noticed please. you've mentioned several times about uh, the music, and you brought up John Williams. It sounds like that's a really important part to you. Is that part of your process while you're painting? Do you listen to yes. uh, like Star Wars soundtracks? Are you doing sound Star Wars? Like, how, how does that play into your process? Well, I have to confess one thing before replying directly is like a few weeks ago, I didn't know who was Prince, the singer. Well, it's nice having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> really? Prince? I, my, my, my ultra bad as since the beginning of my, uh, my music education as a kid, my dad was into jazz, American jazz, New Orleans mm -hmm. style, uh, or or military march, uh, or uh, I, I'm a huge lover of Scottish bagpipe. I okay. am, yeah, and yeah, music's like that. Music's where there's no words. I mm -hmm. like music which is just a sound because it allows me to imagine what this, what the music is describing. Uh, and then 
yeah, the good soundtracks for me, it's a way to imagine the scenes or reimagine something with my own imagery. It's mm -hmm. it allows me to yeah yeah have the to have the the I just just the two the first seconds of the opening of Jurassic Park. You have the insect singing and then yep. the first drum and then the vocals. God damn it, sorry, but it's it. This is like how do you enter in the universe of of Jurassic Park and the the music. Every time I hear that music, it's uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> my skin is yeah. I, you it's, goosebumps. <laughs> the, 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 my my nerve system is full activated. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah, music for me it's super important, and I cannot uh, I cannot paint in a pure silence. I hate silence. I don't like. I don't like uh, to be. Uh, it's it's um, too, the sounds. The silence is too loud. So I'm always having music in the background and some sometimes uh, uh, background sounds such as the rain, thunder, or spaceships anger. If I have to draw. This. Oh, a, a new thing I did for like recent spaceships I I, uh, I painted is just uh, radio chatter uh, of the of the ISS. And oh, uh, really? yeah, and just and the sounds of this ISS uh, station is just like a with some beeps there and there and and the radio chatter, and that's yeah. enough for me to be out. I'm in space now. Huh? Yeah, yeah they say that, it's re they say it's pretty loud. Like that, they have yeah. to sometimes wear like headphones to sleep. And, and... yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. I, I like I like noise. I sleep very well in plane in train. For me, uh, I, I like the I like white noises a lot. It's important and music. Uh, in top of the white noise and that's it i creating my own movie in my head bam that's it <laughs> that's it it's it's a cool kind of like way to immerse yourself but I, I i agree completely even if i'm just answering emails i can't sit in my quiet office yes. so there has to be a podcast or music or just some sort of noise so true kind of yes i don't know it helps me focus i guess and yeah it's i mean uh yeah it's like if we, we we have this opportunity as a kid i was just leaving my my playstation running and running with the music of uh no 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 I, I was like my super nets i was playing donkey kong country they have an amazing soundtracks in this in this video game donkey kong country one and two and three amazing soundtracks the best as the the, the best sound design that uh, the super nets could do and i was li just leaving the the levels going on putting on pause and doing mm -hmm. my homework listening the, the music of donkey kong country and uh, <laughs> and that was before having like yeah YouTube and modern 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 way to access to music is uh it's perfect you know uh, yeah. modernity at its best allowing yeah. you to uh, when that being said I like to hear sometimes opera okay yeah an, uh, if I hear opera it's because my neighbor's playing it very loudly <laughs> <laughs> oh man I the the, the the singers are the, the way of singing words. It's, it's such in, the, in more in music than just talking. Mm -hmm. Then the, the words just are, are just melted in the in the in the symphony, and everything is like becoming music. And uh, when I need to do classic scenes, like why not like a, a, um, 18th century ships in on the ocean on the ocean, then why not putting some uh, Verdi in the background? And yeah, I'm transported. But I, I, I get that because I really sometimes almost like the words get in the way um i went i've been in a recent phase a buddy of mine gets in the car and actually a couple friends were in the car and my buddy's like what are we listening to and someone's like it sounds like russian and i'm like yeah it's it's, it's russian rap <laughs> like, someone's like do you speak russian i'm like no i don't know what he's saying 
<laughs> I didn't have to. Like, it still sounded really good. Um, and it, it just it evokes a, a feeling and a vibe. But I don't have to know what he's saying, like, because like his voice was just another instrument in in yes song, you know. Sure, yes. So I got that entirely. But in on a note, uh, I have my moments. This is why my I, the, my my choice of music is very like in the music style because when I go in clubbing in Liverpool uh, with my friends, sometimes we go to a club where there is like hard rock and metal, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I, li- I like to let myself go with metal. And uh, hard, I don't know this. I don't know the groups. I sometimes it's key, sometimes it's, it's uh, more more limited skate or uh, other groups. But yeah, I like metal music. But not Prince. So, <laughs> no, I didn't know Prince. <laughs> I knew more Michael Jackson. I knew more mm. like uh, Elvis or uh, yeah, Michael Jackson. I knew and I, I, I like Michael Michael Jackson. Yeah, but I didn't know Prince about. And I'm so sorry. And I'm catching back my. <laughs> I have to I have to do my, my homework about that. I'm sorry, I'm a deep nerd, you know, it's not it's not very easy every day. <laughs> you know Lenny Kravitz, maybe? Sorry? Lenny Kravitz? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, all right. You should check I'm out sorry. Lenny Kravitz. No, 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 no Okay, fine. okay. I will. Uh, check out Lenny Kravitz. Uh, sure. it's your homework. Um, but uh, where can people go to check out your your artwork? Do you have websites, Instagrams, that that sort of stuff? Oh, well, they'll be very uh they'll be very welcome to uh, to visit my my little stuff there. I'll be very pleased. I mean, if my art, uh, so yeah, some people are very inspired by what I did uh, with the fan arts again because, like, I saw groups on Facebook creating the medic troopers. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was looking for medic troopers, but I said I'll do my own design this time. I'm, I'm gonna like take the liberty with that to make to create like a credible looking medic troopers, not too much armored, but having the base to be stormtroopers. Yeah, and yeah, groups on Facebook are forming to. <sighs> those people are incredible. They're uh, printing the armor pieces, the helmets, the the, the 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 tools I created for mini troopers, the backpack. I, people creating the back, the crazy backpack, and inventing themselves. I like when people are interpreting, uh, interpreting, interpreting, interpreting. Oh. Yeah, oh, I thank got you. you. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, it's it's getting inspired by my 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 objects and then making, yeah, making them real. To yeah. the, uh, and 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 even adding more details, you know, things that I uh, I didn't put in the picture because it was too small to, which is one color. No, they're adding details. They're having their own creativity, inspired by mine. It's, it's this is a very it's a great pleasure. It's a huge honor to have like passionate people being inspired and doing putting their own stuff on the, on the, on the, on the, on, the, on the building, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I like just that, that idea. For me, my philosophy is like a very very good small bricks makes the best the best uh, palace yeah. you know everybody one one brick and, and one uh, yeah just making a massive a beautiful palace you know what is your so, instagram in case anybody wants to check it out oh um it's edward Grult, uh and uh, cai it's with under there underscore between edward and Grult and underscore between ca for concept art okay so yeah, yes, so we, it's very we recommend but... our, our listeners check that out. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, so we, we started something new. Um, oh, this is for our listeners. Uh, happy 300th episode. This is our 300th episode. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, just thank you so much. Um, so we started something new. Uh, we, ha- we have other shows and I listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, they, they have different sign offs. Um, there's one that, uh, it's called Sawbones. I listen to that every they close every episode with "Don't drill a hole in your head," um, and it's always bothered me that we didn't have any kind of particular sign off uh, for 
this show and you know 300 episodes in and i should have some sort of sign off so i've been passing it off onto our guests since that we interview creative people so do you have a sign off a bit of advice a little creative thing something that you want to throw in at the end that we can close on so like a, a final a final word yeah Oof. <laughs> Uh, believe in your dreams. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I just um, for people who want to draw, that's my that's the, the best advice I can say. Always have with you a sketchbook, and uh, on a small one, a big one that you have in your bags, in your pocket. And when you're waiting, when you have time to lose, just draw, draw what you want, what you like to see, what you want to do. Uh, just keep drawing. That's the best way to uh, to develop your skills in drawings you know uh, listening the advices that are uh, shaping you ignoring the advices that are against uh, what you feel inside yourself it's i know it, it sounds very cheesy but this is how i proceed you know i've never stopped drawing i have I always have like a sketchbook with me when i'm waiting in the cinema i have a sketchbook because i don't want to see the ad so i take my phone i put the light off the phone and then i'm drawing until the movie starts <clears throat> so yeah, um, that's for people that want to draw. Always being inspired, observate, and do what you what you like to do in in drawings. That's the best I can I can say. Perhaps I'm not a good communicator. I'm not an influencer. <laughs> and thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.